Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. Woohoo! And the Niners welcome old friends, the Seattle Seahawks, to Levi Stadium for 9.30pm, that's UK time, kickoff on Saturday night. We've already beaten the Sea Chickens twice this year, weeks 2 and week 15, by a combined 48-20. to 20. And while we swept and won the division, the Chickens are only in the playoffs because the Packers were just too awful to beat the Lions. Players have come and gone, so perhaps it isn't quite the rivalry of a few years ago. But it is still the Seahawks and it is still the playoffs. I'm Gareth Ellis and I'm joined by Paul Hope. Hi everyone. Najee Kwa. Hello everyone. And Lee Gowland. Hey guys, how are you doing? I'm good. Are we all ready for playoff football, gents? Yeah, too yes. right we are. Yes, yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, too right. It's just nerve wracking though. Feeling yeah. pretty good, Gareth. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> now I'm feeling, buddy. You, you know what, Najee? I, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't nervous until probably late last night. Late last night, early this morning, and the nerves are kicking in now. Yeah, yeah, it's kicking in. It's just, it's good that we got there. Especially with the season we had, and we'll we'll go through this when we do the review season, and 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 the four fuckers, which is a favorite of people listening, the idea watch show we do. But the playoff is just a different beast, isn't it? And anything can happen. Yeah. And despite yeah. us being where we are, it's just oh, three games to the big one. It's just ah, tense. Yeah, too close. But yeah, we are. Yeah. It's uh we're used to the roller coaster though. This is this is what we have every uh, every season. So we're yeah, we yeah. should be fairly uh, armoured against it. And and how are we looking uh, health wise? We we had a couple of players missing last week. Dre Greenlaw sat out. Aaron Banks sat out. Any news yeah. guys on how so they're doing? It, it's looking good. Um, the the limited in practice, but they are practicing. Um, at the moment, nobody's been uh, ruled out. Uh, nobody's down there has been doubtful. I think they're questionable. Um, purely because they're on a limited practice, but they are practicing, so it is looking good for for Saturday night. Um, whether or not all of them will start, um, that's a different question. It all depends on whether or not Kyle wants to risk them in this game, or whether or not he feels as though the the backups, the second string, can go in and do the job well enough to allow them to have a an additional game of rest. Um, but to be honest, I mean, I think he's, he'll play them. If if they're fit enough to practice, I think you'll play them. Yeah, I think this is the same situation we were in uh, before the Raiders, you know, kind of put everybody in and then as soon as game's away, if we can put that away fast, then pull everybody out to rest them, all the ones that have niggles like Greenlow and Kinlow and, you know, and CMC and all, all those people. So, yeah. But, yeah, everybody seems good. On their side, I think Al Woods is questionable, which was their best player when we played against them the first time. Um, it will be, if he doesn't play, it's good for us. Um, so keep an eye on that. Mm. So should we hop straight aboard the Brock Express? And uh, how are the Niners' offense, or is the Niners' offense, going to get after the Sea Chickens? Come on, Naji, your chief conductor. Um, the same way we did both time. I mean, I, I didn't actually watch the Cardinals game. I haven't had time to watch it back, so I'm not. I know how we played. We played pretty well, but the Cardinals are pretty down. And I know uh, Brock played well. I know CMC played well. I know 
George and Ayuko present. So I think it's just going to be more of the same, more exactly what we do. It's distribute the ball to to everyone that's broke has been really good at doing now until he finds somebody hot and then just stick to that guy and just keep feeding in the ball because it's just going to work. Um, Debo's back. I think now he's going to be full speed. I don't think he was against the Cardinals. I couldn't really see much him doing much, but I think he was taking it easy, I would imagine. Um, it's just the pick, pick your poison uh, since we've traded for CMC, isn't it? It's just who's going to have a big game? And it could be Jennings, and it could be Rare McLeod streaming for 71 yards. You don't know where it's going to come. Uh, it's going to be very hard. It, made, it makes our life so hard <laughs> to predict, to do all these bold prediction and predict who's going to have a big game. But I would imagine a big dose of CMC and Mitchell to start with, see where that takes us, and that might just be enough. Paul? It's been an eventful month and a half, chaps, for Mr. Brock Purdy. Mm. I was reminded earlier today, Lee, um, I did a preview show with Andy Davies, who was a Dolphins fan, and he had me and a Seahawks fan on. And to be fair, Najee, the Seahawks fan was like, I've got no confidence. You guys are winning. <laughs> but Andy reminded me of obviously the fact that Brock came in against the Dolphins. And I was like, yeah, Lee, was it with the game? And when you think back, it's crazy when you look at all the noise surrounding the 49ers that I'm saying a month and a half. You look there, he's just been named Defensive Rookie of the Month for December and January. He's won every start. And when you think about it as well, you were talking then, actually, about pick the poison. There were some people arguing that, you know, he's a third-choice quarterback. He was a practice squad quarterback. Has he got that chemistry with his wide receivers? And you think, what game tape are you watching? He's got chemistry <laughs> with all of them. Like you said, pick, yeah. pick your poison. Um, and he's got the highest rating out of the QBs, I believe, in the NFL in the last month and a half. Um, and we've said it many a time in the show, Gareth. He fits well into this Kyle Shanahan offense because he's clever with the ball. He's got the poise. He's got the footwork. And he doesn't turn the ball over. So when you're going into that poor season, if you don't turn the ball over, you win the turnover battle, especially in the playoffs. It's vital for me, yeah. but... We tried not to go down the Brock Express, Najee, when you were missing the other night, buddy. I know. I know, you know, I know, I know away with family. Um, but we had to touch upon it. good enough. Good to have you back. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Lee with the soundboard because we're all aboard the Brock Express. <laughs> but how are you feeling, El Presidente, about Mr. Purdy? Right, about Mr. Purdy. I'm feeling calm and collected about Mr. Purdy. Um, I, I like what I see. Um, he gives us more confidence what, than what Jimmy used to. Um, even though the stats are very similar, they, they are playing to a similar level, I think the difference is we do feel confident that Brock's not going to turn the ball over um, and that he can scramble away from any pressure that comes in there. So, yeah, I mean, Brock's not a problem. Overall confidence has taken a bit of a knock in the last 24 hours. <laughs> so I was on TED Talk's uh, ball yesterday afternoon um, and, and I was asked for what the spread's going to be. And I was quite bullish at the time, and uh, I said I think it's going to be 15 points, um, which on a- any normal any normal game day would probably be about fair for a 49ers uh, Seahawks game at the moment. The way the games, uh, the way the teams are playing, um, but then last night I saw what the weather's going to be like at the weekend, and that weather's going to be a huge, huge factor in this game. Um, and if it is a torrential downpour, and, and they're basically saying it's going to be akin to both the, the Bears game and the Washington game back in 2019, oh, wow. then we're just going to run the ball all the time. It's going to kind of be a, a little bit of a leveller, and that's what's got us worried. So I've kind of gone from thinking it's it's going to be a comfortable win to it's going to be 
uncomfortably close. I think there's going to be a lot of people watching it and not feeling very happy about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit... I feel perhaps the opposite with the uh, with the weather report there. That my my concern was giving up the big place to to lock it in particular, who's who's still a good receiver. Maybe maybe not Metcalf, but he possibly uh, has his ego a little bit bruised by by the last game. Um, and I thought really that was the Seahawks' best chance is that broken play and being able to get a long pass TD. Um, uh, and I think the weather being the being the leveler there is is going to take that away from them. Um, and if bad weather means running the ball and defense, and that surely puts us very sh- uh, uh, firmly in the uh, in the favourite position. I think with, it, it, with it should do. But in that type of weather, it's it's also going to make um, fumbling the ball so much easier. And, yeah. and that's what I've got to concern. Yeah. For both well, sides. Well, yeah, on both sides. Both sides. Mm-hmm. You are right. To be fair to Gareth, though, you look at the stats, Gareth, you're right. Geno Smith has relied heavily on Metcalf and Lockett, um, connecting with both of them on 174 out of his 399 completions. And they were actually more prone to throwing the ball against us than they were running the ball. And obviously, when we talk about defence, I've got my own theory on what may happen. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of talk, chaps, about Purdy, Offensive Rookie of the Year. It would be a miss at this point not to mention Kenneth Walker. He's been good for the Seahawks. but um, on the same optimism as Gareth, to be honest with you, Lee. And I was going to say, I did watch TED Talks Ball, so I know your score prediction, and now you're going to change it on us. So you just keep people <laughs> I am, guessing I am. for every show that you're on, buddy. <laughs> and the, the, the Seahawks have given up a lot in the short game to tight ends and running backs, and that's obviously yeah. where we're feasting. And that's part of, I think, what what's so good about Shanahan's offense is that it's not weather-dependent. Weather you go for those short passes uh, you you've you've got that uh, number of different players who who can either carry the ball or or receive a pass, and we've just got this versatility um, that hopefully means that we should be able to cope with things like the the levelers like bad weather, perhaps better than some teams that maybe rely on a certain part of the game more than the other that is maybe affected by by weather. So so yeah, I, I'd re- I'd refer you back to the Bears game. But mm. I'm also going to contradict yourself by saying I think it'll be a completely different game because Kyle's going to call it differently because we've got a different guy at quarterback. And we didn't have CMC. And we didn't have CMC. <laughs> and, and we didn't and have we, CMC. When we needed to chase the game, it was that absolutely horrible part of the fourth quarter. You know, yeah. the Bears, the rest of the game hadn't been that bad and the Bears were able to build that lead. And then when we needed to push it, and and maybe go for a longer ball. It was that torrential rain. So and I'd, rather, also, I'd rather have the same conditions for four quarters. And then yeah, and and also different guy in the center. It's not Jimmy yeah. we're talking about here. Uh, yeah, we, we've it's seen fine. Purdy can can drop it deep if it, well deep deeper if he needs to. Um, hasn't he already eclipsed how many long touchdown Jimmy's had? over his career or something in six games. So, you know, it's just, I think I think there is cause for concern because of the weather. But if you look at the Seahawks last game, uh, they needed an overtime really poor throw by Baker Mayfield to to win against the Rams who went 5-12 and 12 and their coach is thinking of quitting. So, I don't know. I think 
Um, the only way we can lose this game if we, is we, if we beat ourselves by fumbling, by uh, you know throwing silly picks. They do have Quandre Diggs, who is very good um, and, and can turn the game over. I think he didn't drop one last time we played them. It was very close. I think he should have caught it and he dropped it. So, you know, that kind of thing can definitely bite us. But I, I'm pretty confident. It's just because it's a playoff. It's the Seahawks. It's GTP. So some, they're going to try something funny. If it works, you never know. Um, but I have confidence, in, especially in our defense, too to tighten up and make Gino look like Gino and not, you know, a good quarterback. <laughs> There's also another element, Gareth. It's going to be the first time this season that we face the Seahawks with CMC and Samuel fully fit mm -hmm. and yeah. being able to be used in the same game. And we can all agree CMC's been awesome. I totally agree with Kay Adams with what she said. Go, go look on Twitter, go look at a video. I don't want to steal the thunder, but she's very high on our boy CMC. And the fact that we're going to have Debo and he got some snaps against Arizona. And like you said, if the weather's going to be as bad. I did see on the Breezy Show, Lee, he did a Madden simulation with the weather conditions. And he had a Niners victory 10-7. to 7. I don't think any of us could cope with a score like that on, on Saturday night. But uh, yeah, like you said, I think you're right, Nadju. We've seen the post in the group this week where people are on the emotional roller coaster Because it's the playoffs. It's the Seahawks. We've all got those memories of the 2013 NFC Championship game and you know, Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson stuff to us. But then you go back and you watch the game tape of the last two games. And I was even watching practice today. We were practicing in the rain. Purdy was throwing the ball. It was looking good. So I'm feeling ever the optimist. But it is Thursday night <laughs> in the UK. And we always call the Niners win on this show. Yeah, yeah, we do. So anything else on offense before we start talking about the, uh, the, the monsters that is the Niners defense? I'd say one thing on offense. So I'm going to go back to what Nadji said, where he mentioned, and he's probably right, it, this will happen. We'll get a large dose of CMC and uh, Elijah Mitchell. But to be honest, if it's going to be that wet, if it's going to be torrential rain, I'd rather see a large dose of Jordan Mason and TDP to start off with, because they're both bigger backs. It's, it's the type of weather that they would excel in. And I think if we put them in first and, and wear down that Seahawks defense, then it's always it's going to open up some running lanes later on in the game for CMC and Elijah Mitchell. And I would yeah, like to counterpoint that is that that's two rookies in a playoff game. That's probably not the situation you want to throw them in, you know. And you've got to trust CMC to he's been there, you know, kind of thing, and he's the he's the lead back. So you got to trust him. I have trust in him then. He can last a, a full game, four, you know, four more games. That's all they've got to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think we'll see. How did it to tell me? How did it happen against the Cardinals? Because I know TDP and Mason played. Was mm. it just garbage time in the end, or, or did yeah, they were they, they featured during the game as well? Yeah, but not not, not in the first two quarters though, not in the first right. half. That they came into the game in the second half. Right, okay. So, yeah, the game was pretty much over by then, wasn't it? So, And when you look, Lee, McCaffrey in the last game against them, 138 yards with a touchdown. So, like Nadji said, yeah. I'd, we'd yeah. all look to see Jordan Mason put the game on his yeah. back. We've been hard. But, 56 uh, yards. <laughs> what was good against the Cardinals is they all kind of got a bit of a go, which was good. Obviously, yeah. Mitchell got a touchdowns. Mm. And 
even Juszczyk got to run the ball a little bit, which was was quite nice to see. And I said on the show, fourth quarter, Josh Johnson just came and handed the ball off. We kind of wanted to see him throw it. And I just, it felt a bit cruel because he wasn't allowed to throw the ball. It was just hand off. <laughs> Gareth said it was probably... It was done, wasn't it, Gareth, by the third quarter? The Cardinals. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it was. Similar. I, I was a highlight of his Um And then, uh, to me, the last thing is... I think, Gareth, you talked about it in the last show, is... Purdy's floor is so high. Even if he plays bad, I think we'll still have a chance to win the game fairly comfortably. Because it just, it just, I think you're right. His ceiling might not be as high as somebody like Trey, who's who is drafted for that ceiling. It's, you know, somebody that can elevate themselves like Mahomes and and Rogers and, and all the greats. You know, Manning, Brady. Breeze and all those like that that have crazy moments. I, I don't know if he'll ever be able to do that kind of thing, but he's just so very consistent at a high level. It's it's really impressive and it's really nice to see that. It just it, and I think that's why this feeling of confidence comes from. And I said it a couple of weeks ago last week when Jimmy was in, we were all expecting the next player to be a pick, and when Brock's in. We all expect the next play to be a touchdown, and then it's it, that is massive in itself. Mm-hmm. If we feel this, our home sat down, you know, six thousand miles away from it, you can imagine the teams how they feel on the field and how they feed off that energy. So, uh, seeing what the Seahawks have been doing and where we are, and having that kind of info and you know playability, I think we'll be all right. Uh, it's the playoff, though. So. <laughs> it's really, anyone, yeah. uh, anyone got any any concerns that the uh, the event is going to get to Brock Purdy? Because personally, I don't. But, I don't think no. so. I yeah, don't I, think I, so. I, I, don't I really think he's quite why. a confident young man. Mm. Yeah, he's played the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is a much bigger game than that wild card game will be, um, especially the Rose Bowl. So. And I won't think um, this, Sorry, this might be, be the first playoff game for CMC. Yeah. No, he's played in he's played in a playoff game with with Cam, didn't he? They yeah, they went to the playoffs yeah. together. I don't think he was there when they got destroyed by. He wasn't there for uh, the, Super Bowl, the Broncos. No. no, but I think the year after they went to the playoff and something like that. So I might be wrong. I was just going to say, Gareth, about Purdy. It's a lot of obviously being a rock a rookie QB, but do you not think he's already faced all that pressure? being Mr. Irrelevant and then coming in as third-choice QB. Mm. And I think as long as he does what Shanahan asks of him and he doesn't try and be Patrick Mahomes, which, again, we're quoting Nadji. It says, if you're not here, Nadji, we don't need him <laughs> to be Patrick Mahomes. We just need him, like you said, to do what he's doing. And Brad Graham was sharing some breakdowns earlier, gents, of Purdy and some of the decision-making and some of the times mm. he was keeping the ball or throwing the ball away. And his footwork, it just jumped off the page. And you're right, Nadji, that... With Jimmy, we all kind of love Jimmy, but you kind of were watching behind your eyes sometimes. You don't have that with Purdy. So, no, Gareth, it's a good question to ask, but I'm not nervous for him, to be fair, no. especially against no. the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. confirm. CMC did play one game in the, uh, in the playoffs. And so one they were and one and done. I think he got hurt because his title line is pretty terrible. Six, six attempts, six reception for like 20 yards. Oh, no, 100 yards. No, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, 100, yeah. No, so he did play again, but I think they obviously lost. I can't remember who against. Um, but, yeah. So, switching sides, the uh, Seahawks offense 
started the season well, but has certainly struggled towards the back end of the season. Uh, there was lots of talk, I think, maybe tongue-in-cheek, about Gino for MVP. That, that soon faded six, <laughs> seven weeks ago as he began to struggle. Um, both, uh, Tyler Lockett and uh, and Walker, running back, have both had 1,000-yard seasons. So, uh, And, of course, they're a playoff team. How, how do you think the defence is going to get after us? Lee, kick us off. Um, so, again, I mean, it all depends on the weather. Because if it is going to be torrential rain, they're not going to throw the ball about. So we're just going to try and stuff the run straight away. And once we stuff the run, hopefully they'll be forced to try and throw it. Um, and hopefully we'll we'll end up with some turnovers. I, I would imagine they're going to pick on Dion Medall and all again. Uh, we've seen it for the last three four games now. Um, I mentioned this on TED Talks uh, ball. Dion Medall and is a good player, but the amount he's getting picked on, his stat lines are not very good, but he is a decent player, um, and I can see them picking on him again on, on Saturday night if they do throw the ball. I think they'll try and stay away from Mooney Ward. Um, I think they'll try and run the ball. I think Kenneth Walker is going to have a lot of carries on Saturday night. I think um, for, for all I call him Cheaty Peeny, I've got the utmost respect for Pete Carroll. Yeah. I, th- I think he's a very good coach. Very um, good I just like <laughs> called him Cheaty Peeny. Yeah, um, of I, I think he, he's got a plan. Um, he came out and he gave a, an interview saying, oh, yeah, we, we've got the 49ers and kind of looked as though he'd already given up. He's got a plan. He knows exactly what he's going to do. And I I would imagine he's going to try and do what we do to teams, which is run the ball down our throats and try and wear down the defence. I think that's what he'll try and do. Um, So our defence, our our defence needs to get the ball back as quickly as possible, stay fresh for the game, and just try and stuff, stuff that run. And to be honest, they'll Which be able to do it. I mean, we, yeah, we, we've, we've got said so. we've got Kinlaw back. Givens is going to be back as well. We've got Warner. We've got Greenlaw. We've got uh, Alshier. <sighs> Kenneth Walker's had a good season. He has. He didn't do that much against us last time. I don't expect him to do much against us this time either. No. As long as we stop the run, it, it's it's our game to lose. Yeah, and we did it. we did it twice. You know, the, the remember the first time we played these guys, they didn't score a single offensive point. It was a weird, uh, what was it, a, a, a kick, block, a kick, field block, goal. a block field goal. That was it. And, we turned it. and then, yeah, and then the second time it was so very comfortable all the way through, wasn't it? In their in their place, I think it's going to be much of the same. They don't have really any depth whatsoever, so it's kind of Walker or nothing. And uh, and I think having King low back it makes the job so much easier, uh, especially in terms of freshness. Because even if he only plays 15 snap, it's 50 snaps. Givens doesn't have to do so. If Givens is fresher for for those snaps, and we will be able to stop the run because the O line hasn't improved. They're still pretty bad. Um, and and then at the back of that, you get you know all our secondary and linebacker flying around and creating turnovers because that's what we're good at and and i have all kind of confidence in the world that even if we're on the field for a while that defense is just not going to break because that's what they do how many fourth down or goal line stands that we had this year and we just don't let people score at all um never give up and i think we'll be fine 
uh, obviously the element is a big thing. Uh, Mooney Ward's going to have to have a good game. And, and Lenore's going to have to be, uh, you know, on time at Loket. Not an easy task. I think Loket is a very good wide receiver. Um, but he'll have Gibson and Ufanga to help him, I'm sure, most of the time. It's most of, more, more of the same, what we did twice in a row. Uh, I, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Just go out there and play our football and we should be okay. And I fully expect uh, the, the Seahawks to have a plan that's kind of out there. And we're going to have to readjust for it. So the first half might be a bit rocky. But I have the faith in Demarco Ryans to to see what's happening on the field and come out half time, and then they won't score any points. So, so yeah, that, I think that's what's going to happen. So there you go. What do you think, Paul? Uh, I, I th- Sorry. Just before Paul jumps in, I, um, I think one thing I forgot was the secret weapon we've got on defense. That'll be the five members of the 49 affair for the UK who's going to be in the gold mine section leading the defense yeah. chance. The Pardo yeah, family, Anthony Fulger and Jacob I. That, that's the secret weapon. Obviously, yeah. we don't talk about home field advantage because it's not that much of an advantage for us compared to other teams, the likes of Seattle, the likes of uh, Kansas City, who have grounds that are stadiums that are built to pipe that sound down onto the field. Whereas Levi's isn't built for that. Um, but it's still going to be a huge advantage for us in this wildcard game because we'll be allowed and we'll be allowed throughout the whole game. And I think that's another thing that's going to help us get over the line against um, the Seahawks. Yeah, you're right. See, what I've got confidence in, Gareth and Lee and Nadji, you look at January football, you could argue every team in the postseason is a good team, apart from Seattle. Obviously, I get that thing in there. <laughs> but what separates you're right, though. Yeah, he is great players that step up and you look around our team, you look on the offence, you look on the defence. Just look at the stats earlier, Gareth, and Armstead and Borsa actually get better in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a scary thought, that Armstead and Borsa get better in the postseason. And I think, for me, we talked on the new show we did the night, me and Nick Ludlam. Um, he had a, a new feature, Nadji, where he asks you, what would you rather? But I got mine in first, and we were talking about what would you rather? And it's like, this game, would you rather you put the game on the back of the offence to take you home or the back of the defence? But for me, I'm like, both are as good as each other. And that's what's good. I think for the 2019 run, we could argue the defence got us there. But the way the offence has been playing recently, I, th- I was confident if it came out in the last two minutes and you had to put it on either, I'm confident because of the players we've got. And that's what that's where I'm feeling. But yeah, for me, Armstead, you've been banging the drumly for Armstead since he's come back. And the fact that, like, for me, it's going to start in the trenches. If the weather's as bad as you say it is, Lee, the battle's going to be won up front in the trenches. Yeah. And if that's the case, man money all day long on the 49ers. Yeah. Hey, you're right. And uh, again, our defence is playing with the confidence that our offence is going to score 35 points because that's what we've done in four games in a row now. So, was it five games in a row? So, a few games we score 35. And, you know, <laughs> remember where we were and, Week four, week five, we couldn't score more than 17. It's it's a big difference, and it, it does make a difference in how you play, and it allows you to be a bit more aggressive and sometimes get caught a little bit off guard and for, for a silly touchdown. But it doesn't really matter if ultimately your offense is just going to go down the field, score points, and then you go again and you try again to, to change the game real fast on a turnover or something. That's, that's what I mean. There's a real synergy in the way we play at the moment. And I think you're right. 2019 was very much... The defense will get there. Our offense just need to not mess up. Uh, 
And this year is we're just going to get there uh, because both are driving us forward in the same direction. And it's really nice to see. It's really hard to do. Uh, kudos for the coaching staff to have been able to to do that and trust the, the people to do it, the players. So, oh, we got some breaking news. Or are you just trying playing with? The no, players? no, no. I'm not just playing. I'm not just playing. <laughs> the um, the Arizona Cardinals have now requested to interview Demeco Ryan's. Oh wow! For the head coaching oh, interesting. job. Interesting. Well, I was that led me on to a point before we moved on that for Shanahan, I didn't realise, but he's got 14 coaches who have either knew or had different responsibilities to last year. So when you talk yeah. about that coaching staff, mm. Nadji, that really shocked me because I thought, wow, I know some had moved around. And like you said there, Lee, breaking news of Ryan's. Please don't stay in the division, Ryan. <laughs> uh, no, just... no, please, please go to Houston. You like it there. <laughs> he's yeah. turned Houston down. He I has, he yeah. yeah. to be interviewed by Houston. Yeah, has it declined? Yeah. Well, I, I saw a report. He did. Been speculative, but yeah, right. he, he signed Houston low. and he declined Denver, I believe. Interesting, he's gonna stay in Adji. That's a breaking news. Oh, it'll be amazing if he does. Um, yeah. it'll be amazing. We need those draft picks because <laughs> we give it all up for CMC. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk coaching changes in a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if every single vacancy. He, is requested for it's been amazing yeah and i think there's there's no real secret to our defense there's no uh hidden formula to it it's it's very good players who are very well organized and you get after your opponents and you make it as difficult for them to do anything as possible so uh i think i think that certainly could be a a good weather game for our defense I think defense is certainly enjoyed bad weather more than more than an offense would, um, particularly with the kind of ball security. Um, and hopefully, I could see us really getting after anyone who's carrying the ball for the Seahawks and saying, "Nope, this is our house and that's our ball." So that's uh, maybe giving away some of my bold predictions there. Anything else on the defensive side of the ball before we start looking at some bold predictions for the game? Yeah, we need to get. The old Ufanga, the old, as if he was in the league for 25 years, It, you know, early season Ufanga back. We haven't seen him in a while. And I know other people have stepped up, Tashan Gibson in particular with the, with the two picks, right? And three picks in two games. Um, but I, I would like to see him changing the, the game on a on a crazy play. He's been good, but um, is, there's, a, there's been a bit of regression, or maybe it's just trying too hard, a bit out of thread. Yeah, I, I you think he's trying he... to be too aggressive. I think yeah, that's I the think problem. so too. Yeah, I think he just needs to relax and yeah. let the play come to him rather than the other way around. But I think he... Fred was he... like that when you know when he got his old pro tag and his contract and all that. He, he dipped mm. a bit. It, it happens. I just the playoff is a good time to to show that you're a good player, and uh, I always say you know. Big player, they make big, big plays in big games, and uh, well, we'll see, we'll see. I'm not sure Saturday is a big game, but it's definitely a game you need it's to a, show up a, for. It's a playoff game. It's a big game. Exactly. It's a playoff game. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big game. You lose and you go home. Yeah. I think Hafunga was a little bit a victim of his own success early on. He stood out I so much. So. He caught yeah. the eye of every offensive coordinator and said, "Okay, how do we?" How do we uh, uh, neutralise this guy? Because clearly he's the guy we've got to uh, keep an eye on. Um, yeah. And I think 
he people have been able to do that. We've seen how other teams have been able to use his aggressiveness against him. Um, yeah. But I maybe not this game, but I still think he's got a big play in him before the end of the year. I do, I do yeah. too, I do too. That's what in I'm the, saying in now, the Super so Bowl can... in Arizona. Yeah, ex- absolutely. That's it. <laughs> so, should we go on to some bold predictions? Who's going to uh, stick their necks out first and out, out bold? I don't know where you guys are above, below. I'll, I'll just point. Yeah, somewhere like that. Um, go on then, Tinsor. Everybody's staying quiet, sheepishly quiet. Um, bold prediction. I don't think anything I see is going to be bold because of the way I think the game's going to go. All right, I'll go then. Shall I go? Go on then. Yeah, we're going to sh- we're going to shut them out. They won't, they're not going to score any points. Ooh. Nice. See, the problem go. with this segment now is because we've been so good, and I disagree. <laughs> like, I went back and watched the show back. Like Gareth called for the team to get 20 interceptions at the start of the season. We've got it. You look through. You could cherry pick. But now the fact that we're in the playoffs and the viewing figures have gone up, people are like, what the lad's going to say for bold predictions? Yeah. yeah one I'm going to look at, Gareth, I think Lenore's going to bounce back. I think Lenore's going to get an interception. I think it's going to be a game-changing moment. I think they're going to go after him, like you said, Lee, regardless of the weather. And something we forgot to talk about, they're going about Brock Purdy's first career start in the playoffs. Geno Smith's first start in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I know he's been in the league True. for a while, but it's still his first start in the playoffs. So, I think Lenore's going to have a big game. And I'm going to steal you off under Gareth, and we're going to have a defensive touchdown. Force yeah. is going to hit the quarterback. The ball's going to come out. Kinlaw's going to scoop it up, and they're all just going to bundle it over the line. We're going to get a defensive touchdown. And I'm going to say CMC gets three rushing touchdowns on the night. Wow. Okay, if I'm going to go bold... I'm going to say there's going to be less than 275 passing yards combined between the two teams. I mean, if if it's torrential, uh, like, like the best game. Uh, uh, then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to think that's a bold prediction. It's, yeah. I mean, the weather yeah. could change. Uh, you know, it's, it's quite neat. Nice. You're right. It could be. I mean, a change for the Cardinals game. The Cardinals yeah, game exactly, was supposed yeah. to be wet. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that, that's one going on. Based on the current forecast, that's my bold prediction. You'll have to tweet a new one if the forecast changes or something. Yeah, (laughs) will do. As well as a new uh, scoreline. Whether it's bold or not, I I can see CMC, two touchdowns, and Kittle, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns each. Uh, maybe nice. CMC will be punching them in and, and George will be, be short yardage. Uh, and I reckon we're going to get after uh, the Seahawks. I'm going to force them into uh, four turnovers, Ooh, interceptions wow. and, and, and fumbles. Nice. So, yeah, I'm I was going to pick with you all, by the way, speaking of Kittle. I don't think you gave that catch justice. That was insane. That was such a good play. Fair enough. And it was just a casual, oh, you played well. The problem is, nice. buddy, you play proper football, you play contact, and we didn't want to not do it justice, and we knew you were coming oh, back. But yeah, well, I've that... gone back and watched it. it it's oh amazing. Oh, my it is, God. It's, it's a such a good catch. It might be one of the best catches of the year. I'm, Never mind. Think, it's interesting. That even though you didn't watch the game in 40, you did spend 40 minutes listening to your own podcast. So, Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Always. You know, That's, uh, you know. And loyalty. I'm impressed. Yeah. I like so, it. So I like the, it. The interesting thing about that player is a lot of the content creators have all pulled out that player as a really yeah, good player for Brock. 
the, the fact that he's that rolled out to the left and then hit Kittle in the back of the end zone. Um, and, and what I've pointed out to them all is that was an identical play to Jimmy Garoppolo's first touchdown in 2017 against Seattle. Yeah, he was. had to roll That's out right. to his left, find the receiver and hit him. Uh, and he was covered. The, the, the guy that he hit was covered. I can't remember if he was called Aaron Robinson or Aaron Burbridge. He, he was a God. bit part player. I, I don't think he'd been with us long. He was, I think he was 31, 32 year old coming to the right. end of his career, I believe. I was drunk that day. Well, <laughs> but I do, well, I, I can remember the player. As well I remember the player. I don't I can't the remember player. the player that, um, no, that, that caught it. I should have looked that up. We could find it, yeah. Whilst yeah. we're on the bold prediction segment, Gareth, when I've been watching El Presidente guesting on other shows, he's made reference to Purdy reminding him of a certain quarterback that used to wear number 16. So no, I no. thought it would be amiss of me not to throw that in tonight and let Lee explain to the UK faithful on the 49er faithful no, UK pod. Run under the bus. No, he has thrown us under the bush now. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he heard what I said, so he couldn't have taken out of context. Paul couldn't have taken out of context. So what we're saying is he, he's been compared to Joe Montana, but nobody's saying he's as good as Joe Montana. What, what people are saying is he moves the same as Joe Montana and yeah. he throws the same as Joe Montana. That That is it. But people get so triggered whenever you make a comment like that. Ooh. Rather than look at the context, take it into the correct context, they'll they'll just make up the mind what you mean by that. Oh, you're saying he's a Hall of Famer already, he's played five games. And they're completely triggered by this. <laughs> and they'll lose it straight away. I mean, have a word with yourself. What people are saying is the way he moves, he looks like him. The way he throws the ball, he looks like him. He's got the same the, the same release. He's got the same legs as he's moving up. Well, he's got bigger legs than Joe Montana. Let's face it, everybody's got bigger legs than Joe Montana. But <laughs> you know what I mean. The, the way he moves, the way he throws, that's, that, that's what people are saying. That's the comparison. Nobody is saying this guy is going to be a Hall of Famer now at this point in time. Well, you're he's forgetting that Nadji's already told us he's in the Hall of Fame already, isn't he, Nadji? Mm. Yeah, no, no, he's not. His jersey is. His jersey is, for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the comparison is that, you know, Joe Cool got that name for a reason. And I think that's the, it's that demeanour and that yeah. calmness that you get the impression that Brock's going to work, walk out there 30 points up, 30 points down, first quarter, fourth quarter, and it's it's not different. And I think that was one of the things certainly I I always noticed about Montana is he, he just it didn't seem to bother him. Whatever was happening around, he was just Joe Cool. And and I think that's the one big similarity I'd say that surely everybody can see that so far Brock just hasn't looked phased by anything. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. do we uh, should we move on to some score predictions? I must admit I failed to get the under over or how many points we were favoured by. Forty two is the over under, and we are favourite currently at ten. That's a big favourite for playoff. Just, just before we go on to that. I was a million miles away from the correct name of the receiver that caught Jimmy's touchdown pass. <laughs> it was Lewis Murphy, that legend of 49er football. <laughs> legend of 49er football. <laughs> Lewis Murphy. Well, I don't even remember. Too long exactly, ago. yeah. Yeah. So, score predictions. What was the um, over-under? Did you say 42? And 42 is the over-under, yeah. And 10-point 10, 10 favourite. Um, so. Who's going first? 
Well, I'll, I'll go first because mine's going to be very unpopular and make people feel really uncomfortable. Okay. I, I think it's going to be a lot um, closer than um, than what we'd all like. Especially if it rains. Well, if it this is a scoreline based off of if it rains. If it's torrential rain, mm. I think the score is going to be 16 49ers. Oh, I don't like that. Mm. No, I don't I like, like that. that. <laughs> I don't like it, but that's what I think it's going to be if it's torrential rain. Can I do two? One if it's torrential yeah, do, rain, one do, if it's dry. Do see if, oh. it, if it's dry. Well, dry ish. Go for yeah. it. So if it's dry ish, I, I think it's going to be. Um, a bit of a wipeout. So I said on uh, TED Talks Ball, it's going to be a 15-point spread. Um, I would go with something like 31... 31-12. No, 31-13. Actually, I can't... I've just realised. 31-13. <laughs> Anybody pick up on this? Is that the last one you've done? Have you done it's, this? For it's, the it's the last six, two times the last we've played the Seattle Seahawks. I've said 31 13. Yeah. And yeah. we, no. it was close two yeah. times. Yeah, right? it was close. Yeah, so. so I'm going to go 31 13 again if it's dry ish. If it's torrential rain, I'm going 16 10. <laughs> Fair enough. Nancy, what have you got? Well, I said they wouldn't score any points, which, you know, now that I think it's about it, it's like, it's mental. Um, but I'll go 22 nothing. To back myself up. Nice. This, yeah. I don't know how we get to 22, though. It's a bit of a weird number. But yeah, 22. <laughs> 22 nothing. Uh, missed, missed extra point or something because of the bad weather, perhaps. Yeah. 32, 19. A couple of field goal and two touchdown. What was that? That's, 20, that's 22, right? 14 and 6. Yeah. There you go. Paul? Lee Stolema, thunder somewhat a little bit. Um, so we are 10 point favourites, Gareth, which is yeah. the biggest favourite of the wildcard weekend, which is even is bigger it? than the Bills over the Dolphins. Yeah. So Vegas wow. expects this to be a Niners win 27 to 17. But I went back, Nadji, and I was like, we won 27 7 the first game. And that second game, it was easier than the scoreline suggested. So I was leaning to 31 to 13. But as Lee's gone down that route, I'll tweak mine a little bit because I like your optimism. I'm going to say 31 to 9 for the 49ers. Nice. Yeah, well, I've got my um... rip. Okay. Hey, Lee, I'm not letting the rain swear me, mate. You're the president. You get to have two <laughs> bites of the cherry. We all we live in the north one. of England. You should know rain doesn't doesn't do anything. Otherwise, you know, rains all the time. Yeah, it'd be fine. We all live in hope. My prediction is, is is written down and come rain or shine, hail, snow, whatever, it's the same prediction. And it's a Niners win at 31-13. Oh. oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We've all gone I it. saw everybody's thunder with having a second uh, bite of the cherry there. You did. Yeah. You did. I, Typical I president. Of, you know, I, I said two <laughs> TDs for CMC, two TDs for George Kittle. So it's kind of there's 28 points minimum there. So, yeah. You know. And a quick Robbie Gold. Maybe yeah. I'll say actually it'll only be like maybe ten, maybe kicking field goals would be difficult if it is raining. So everyone so, would uh, think we rehearsed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, assuming, of course, that we win, um, who do you think will be playing in the NFC divisionals? So uh pick some winners. We got Giants at Vikings and Cowboys at Buccaneers. Who have you got? Cowboys. I think Vikings. the Vikings will win. Yeah, Vikings will win. Um 
I don't think Giants are very good. Uh, but you never know, it's the Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings have got a negative point differential at 13. And yeah, 20. exactly. It yeah, probably shouldn't be that high. Yeah, um, They got a bit lucky, but so did the Giants. They, they won a lot of early games by mm. not much. So, yeah, I think the Vikings should take care of that. The, the Giants' defense isn't very good. And then, oh, I don't and want the Cowboys, Cowboys to win. Hot. I kind of want the Bucks to win, but I think the, Cowboy, the Cowboys will. Yeah, I agree with Nadji. I think it's the Vikings and the Cowboys. Lee, but I could see I could see Tom Brady winning that. But Vikings and Cowboys, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go for Vikings Bucks because the Cowboys are always yeah. coming down, aren't they? It doesn't matter what their record true. is. That's so. true. And it's and it's Tom Brady. You shouldn't mm. bet against Tom Brady. That's the rule. You know? I think I think the Bucks have got one one more game in them for for whatever reason. So, and um, yeah. not that it matters to us for the moment. Over on the AFC side, the uh, wildcard weekend has Dolphins at Bills, Ravens at Bengals, and Chargers at Jags. Who have you got? Three home oh. wins. For- Jags, Ooh. Bengals, Bills. Ooh. And I think the Jags Ooh. is the one that's the uh, controversial one, I think. Yeah, I think the Chargers are winner. I don't think the Jags are there quite, quite there yet. Trevor Lawrence is still very young. Um, but... Yeah, know, it'll be a good game. That's probably the best game of the weekend, actually. Um, yeah, I want the I want the Chargers to win, obviously. Um, Closer Charger fan. Uh, <laughs> did, you did, did, did you not know? Okay. Uh, I hope Jimmy Ward doesn't go there. I'll ruin it for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is Lamar Jackson playing? That's the question. No. Isn't Unlikely. it? Right. Unlikely. Yeah. The Beng- the Bengals will win then, and then. And then oh, two is yes. not playing either, is he? Two, two is not playing. Either. Right, the, the Bills will win then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got probably three home wins uh, there as well. But um, we've predicted so. the it's the playoff, and we've all predicted apart from you. Yeah, the there's gonna, well, there's going to be one, and I, I think it's the it's the Bucks are going to mug. The yeah. Pound. It wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens actually win against the Bengals because it's the Ravens. They're a solid team, well-coached, you know. Well, you see, if one of those turns into perhaps if there's a bad weather game at the Bengals and maybe the Ravens can, and that can be a leveller and the Ravens can put the game on the defence maybe and, and obviously Bengals' offence can't go anywhere, then that is a possibility. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Good games though. Some good games on, on mm. that. AFC side. It can be a, a good weekend of the wildcard, super wildcard weekend. Sorry. Super wildcard. Yes. say that. Yeah, there's a game Monday, isn't it? Which is very annoying. <laughs> it's a good job yeah. we don't have to wait Monday to see who we play because um, it'll be, if the Viking wins, it'll be the Vikings. If the Giants wins, it'll be either Bucks or, the, or Cowboys on Sunday. I think Here's we're all for Isn't good for you? Overlooking Nadji that it is the Vikings and when the Niners beat the Seahawks, that is the Gowland Ball. Mm, obviously, is. Lee's yeah, brother's a Vikings is. fan, so that it would is. be interesting. Mm. We all know Lee's brother has attended many a meet up. Um, yeah. He was buzzing the other day, Lee, because I was doing my social media stuff, chaps, and a sale for JD Sports came up and it had a Vikings jacket half price. So I sent Steve a link. And about 10 minutes later, he was like, yeah, I've ordered that. I thought, those Gowland women are going to hate me because I keep sending them stuff to buy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. no, I think the Vikings 49ers would be quite good to watch, obviously, Cousins again. So, uh, I had another question for you because 
I really wanted the Lions to be in it, and we would have played them. But how would you feel if we played the Lions on Saturday? I'd, I'd be a lot more nervous. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of happy that the Seahawks have gone through. It's oh, an easier game. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks oh, were, was the weakest out of the three that could have gone through. I mean, so the, you know, the Seahawks made it by virtue of other teams losing, not the Seahawks win. They didn't win to get in. Other teams yeah. lost to let them in. Yeah. And that, that's perhaps never never a great position to be in, is it? So, yeah. And what I think the, the, NFL law? the, Sorry, the concern Bob. is if it was these players with Pete Cowell and a different franchise name, we probably wouldn't be bothered at all, I think, looking at them. It's only because it's the Seahawks and there's obviously Absolutely. a little bit of baggage there. And it's, yeah. a, it's a divisional rival who has... Part, part of me thinks when, you, when you've played your divisional rivals and you've lost, you know you've got to change it up. And it's almost more difficult when you've won those games. Do you think, do we stick with what's won, won us two games, or, or do we have to do something different? Whereas when you lose the games, you know you have to do something different. And I think that yeah. can... That can cause potentially a few. Yeah, well, it's, nights, so. it's the same situation we were in last year, wasn't it? When we actually won twice against the Rams, and then mm. and then Jakuski Todd decided to not catch the ball, and uh, and they won mm. the Super Bowl. But it doesn't matter because now they're going away for a while. It's going to be fun to witness them. <laughs> so I mean, he... to answer your question, Gareth. Sorry, yes. um, Mark no, and Andy. No. Who came to the Super Bowl meet-up, Lee? Andy Norton, uh, based in Newcastle. He's a Lions fan, Gareth. Just got his Goff Vapor Limited jersey arrived yesterday and he was hoping to be able to come down this weekend for a Lions-Niners game. And what's been nice, he's actually been confident ahead of next season, like you said. Najee, obviously the Lions are doing well. I would have been nervous facing them. I was more nervous facing Green Bay just because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, as in not nervous because of the beaters. I just didn't oh. want to spend the whole week talking about yeah. But, uh, well, it would have been fun to beat them again. In a place, uh, so. the, the Packers did have a bit of momentum. Oh, yeah. they and scored that, 16 that points at home in a game they had to win. So, you know, yeah, whatever. I was just really afraid of the Lions. I think they had something special cooking, it's something you can't quite grasp. Nothing to That's lose. Very yeah, dangerous. Yeah, the nothing to lose. Yeah. We, yeah, but, we've already expect you know broken expectation kind of mm. thing. Yeah, but, but oh. even even bigger than Super Wild Card Weekend, Forty uh, Nine er Faithful UK Live. Paul, you launched it in the week. What happened? Yeah, so obviously we've decided the four of us to branch out a little bit. So we've got the YouTube channel that Lee was already running. We've obviously gone with StreamYard, as you can tell from this podcast when you watch them back when Lee puts them out there. So we decided to do something a little bit different. So on Tuesday, Gareth, myself and Nick Ludlam hosted the first show of the 49er UK Live. And it is what it says on the tin gents. Basically, we went live. We talked about the 49ers. People jumped in the comments and asked us questions. It's definitely a different feel to the podcast because that's what we want. We want to add a bit more string to our bows. And if you like me, if you live a lot of your life on social media, you'll see all the content creators do shows like this, Breezy, Chapman. So it was nice to have our version. And some of the feedback we got, Gareth, was it was nice to have a UK-based show like that at a time in the UK, which was yeah. good for UK people. So we're going to keep it at the 8 o'clock slot on a Tuesday. Obviously, if we plan a Monday night and we need to move it around, I've, I've already had that chat with Nick, but 
yeah, we've had quite a few views already, a lot of feedback. So we'll be going live again on Tuesday. Once we've established, we have discussed getting some guests on. And there's three in particular mm. that I definitely know will be coming on, mentioning no names, chaps. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it worked really well. So we, we were delighted with it. So the different feel is me and Nick are co-hosts. So this week I kind of led from the front. Next week, Nick's going to lead from the front. So it's definitely a joint. It isn't me hosting the show and getting different people on like I've done on other platforms. And it isn't about me and Nick. It's 49 Faithful UK Live. So please come along, join in. And we've got a lovely section which is Would You Rather? And we are hoping to get questions from people. There was a beauty question asked by Jonathan in the group about what we would do if Brock Purdy struggled in the Super Bowl. I know Nadji's looking confusing and that's not going to happen, but it did lead <laughs> to a lot of discussion on the day and then it obviously spilled over into the uh, show. So, yeah, it was quite a good start, buddy. Thanks for asking. No, it's great. Good that, uh, yeah, we've been able to branch out and obviously the growing number of uh, uh, group members in the UK be able to offer something a little bit different. And we know some people don't necessarily engage with Facebook or Twitter, and some people don't necessarily, for whatever reason, listen to the podcast and stuff. So um, it's great we can offer a little bit more, a little bit at different times. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, catching one of those uh, as soon as I can. Anything else before we wrap up, gents? No, nope, they football. Were, no, football. It's big. Let's be excited, though. Like, yeah, the, the season's over. I know. I know. We we're gonna, as I said earlier, we're gonna do a season review as soon as. Uh, you know, end of February when we got the Lombardy and all that. But um, it, it, you know, another Niners regular season in the books, and I think this one has has been a pretty special one, and it's been a good one. And with you know the pod growing, the group growing, everything that's happening, I think I think this one is a pretty special season, and it's really nice to be with you three guys on doing this every week. And um, yeah, looking forward to the playoff. Very nervous about it, but the guys got it. Uh, it. Let's just enjoy it, and then we can have some nonsense QB talk all the off season as soon as February hits and free agency and all that. But yeah, it, good season. It, was, it can't mm. wait to look back when it's all over and this one. It's been it's been good. Yeah, th- th- there's going to be plenty of talking points. That, that, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's been a great season. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Season. I was thinking it, yeah. it has been uh, a, a great season to be a, a 49er faithful. So so thanks for joining me, gents. And thanks to everyone Thank who listens to the show. Uh, like, subscribe, comment and share and catch 49er Faithful UK live on Tuesdays. Uh, we will be back next week to unplug the Seahawks game and hopefully be looking forward to the divisional round. Strap yourselves in for Saturday night playoff football in Santa Clara. That sounds great. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.